Welcome to your Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. We love God, we ought to be able to talk about Him. Getting you started on your day. With the latest in breaking news and information. From the Vatican to the White House and everything in between. It's serious, it's fun, it's your Catholic Drive Time. With Joe McLean and Emily Alcaraz. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McLean. So good to be on with you. Praise be to God. Good morning. You made it. You survived it. It's Friday. The weekend is upon us. Praise be to God. There's so much to talk about in the news, though. Israeli military launches massive bombardment of Hamas tunnels stretching into the country as 160 aircraft drop 450 bombs on Gaza during a devastating 40-minute onslaught. That's one of the... uh, Headlines. Wisconsin Senate approves bill to dissolve dead bodies and then dump them in the sewer. That's another joyful headline to talk about today. Did you know they paid 50 million, or rather, forgive me, $5 million in ransom after that cyber attack on the uh, pipeline that so many people are struggling through uh, the gas shortage over on the East Coast? And then uh, there's other stories of uh, parents who are outraged over the kind of materials in their ninth graders classes there's just so much to talk about in the headlines today but you know what here's the good news here's here's at least some uh joyful and silver lining news today is the day to celebrate emily because emily's last day is today we're not celebrating it's her last day but we're celebrating emily today we're going to say goodbye to her today uh she's been a, an incredible part of the team in getting the show started so it's been a good ride but she is now moving back to chicago so we have to say goodbye to her and then of course uh in our our guest uh segment today brad minor uh, from regnery publishing has got a book called the complete gentleman the modern man's guide to chivalry and i'm told i've not read this myself i'm excited to talk to brad about this but our producer says this is an amazing book uh, worth every penny and then more. So we're going to have a great conversation around chivalry and maybe the effort to bring it back into society in a day and an age where it seems to be uh, lacking severely. Good morning to you, Emily Alcarez. Good morning, Joe. It's a bittersweet day. Happy to be here with all of you, but also sad that it's ending. Yeah, praise be to God. So uh, everything's all wrapped up. You're you're headed back, I think, what, Monday, you said? Um, on Thursday, I'll be heading back. I, I still have to pack next week. Um, I have a couple loose ends to wrap up, but then I'm going to, yep, I'll be home on the 20th. So you probably will continue to wake up at 3 a.m., though. I mean, like, that's a good habit to be in. You know, now when I sleep in, I wake up at, like, 4 panicking because <laughs> I feel like I'm late somewhere. <laughs> I don't share that concern. <laughs> if I can sleep in, I do. <laughs> but uh, waking up is uh, definitely a part of the task. Speaking of uh, panicking, Adrian Fonseca is here on the ones and twos. Good morning to you, Adrian. Good morning. Good morning. Yes. A uh, lot, lot, lot of things going on today. Uh, saying goodbye to Emily, and yes, I'm very excited about the interview today. I was reading the book, and I was, I'm was i very excited. Very fascinating, awesome book. And speaking of uh, waking up panicking, every <laughs> yesterday I was waking up every 15 minutes like, oh, oh my yeah. gosh, did I, did I launch the show yet? No, no, I still have like three hours. Okay, 15 minutes later, oh my gosh, I need to make sure I launch the show in the morning. So I, yeah. I understand Emily's plight. Now, yesterday was a pre-recorded show for those that were we're obviously here. They probably know that already. But uh, for those that weren't, which which ep, which like interviews did you replay? I inter- I replayed the Father Sebastian Walsh Oprem. Uh, he was the Norbertine father. He was, was talking about the um, 
keeping your kids Catholic and converting your kids back to the Catholic faith. The second interview was the Glad Trads on why traditionalism is rising among young people. And the third interview was with uh, a never-before-aired-on-the-radio show uh, was um, Salvation is from the Jews by Roy Showman. So that yeah. was very good. Praise be to God. That was during the Winter Armageddon uh, in Texas um, where we were kicked off the radio, but we were still doing an internet stream, and we had Roy on. So it was never on the radio, so praise God for that. Uh, so much to dive into today. So the, here's the plan. Uh, we are, of course, uh, Emily is going to do her last uh, news segments today on today's show. And then, of course, we will do Saint of the Day, Gospel of the Day. We'll have a What's Concerning Us, and I have several stories that I'd love to jump into. But I think it might be appropriate to also open the phone lines to you, our dear listeners, for anybody uh, who would like to uh, say goodbye to Emily and wish her well, you know, pray for her, whatever. Uh, so I think we may do that in the What's Concerning Us. We'll open the phone lines and let you call in and and we'll talk to you for whatever you wish. But then in the guest segment, as I said, Brad Miner is going to be on The Complete Gentleman, The Modern Man's Guide to Chivalry. I just read through the, uh, the preface of the book, and one of the things he points out is how many women he has talked to over the years since he's published this book. It goes, it goes back uh, almost 20 years now. And uh, women who want to talk about their sons. So that's a fascinating angle. I think we'll dive, dive into that today as well. So a lot to get into. Plus, we have a game show in the next hour and an after show. It's going to be a full lineup of Catholic Drive Time. Hopefully and prayerfully, you'll join us for all or most of it. Let's pray. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, and never was it known that anyone who fled to thy protection implored thy help or sought thine intercession, was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. And now the headlines with Emily Alcaraz. The bishops in Connecticut announced on Monday that in each of their dioceses, the general obligation to assist at Mass on Sundays and Holy Days will resume on May 23rd. In a May 10th letter, the bishop said, With confidence in the Lord's grace and protection, we have decided to end the general dispensation from the obligation to attend Mass on Sundays and Holy Days of obligation in person. We believe the time has come to review the importance that full participation at Mass has for the spiritual life of all believers and offer a heartfelt appeal for all Catholics to return to the Sunday celebration of Mass. The encounters with Christ at Mass, they said, offer us a deeply personal opportunity for spiritual nourishment. By receiving Christ's body, blood, soul, and divinity in the Eucharist, the Lord's grace strengthens the daily life we share with Him through our personal prayer and works of charity. Holy Communion is the celestial food that enlightens our minds, gives comfort to our hearts, and strengthens our wills to live the Church's mission in words, deeds, and manner of life. The image of Sister Anne Rose Newtong kneeling before police urging them not to use violence against protesters captured the world's attention after Burma's military coup. The religious sister said on Thursday that the Holy Spirit prompted her to kneel between the police and protesters and that she drew her strength from prayer before the Blessed Sacrament. In an interview, Sister Anne Rose said, quote, I deeply felt the action of the Holy Spirit. Even as we we're experiencing a moment of persecution, it has really helped me above all to say prayers of praise. Prayer and adoration of the Blessed Sacrament has given me this strength. 
From there, I drew the strength to help the people and to act like this. Sister Anne Rose New is a member of the Sisters of St. Francis Xavier in northern Burma. The video of her kneeling before police officers in the city of Mayat Kaina on March 8th even touched our Holy Father Pope Francis, who said afterwards, I too kneel in the streets of Myanmar and say, Stop the violence. I too stretch out my arms and say, May dialogue prevail. The religious sister said that she views kneeling as a gesture of reconciliation that also communicates forgiveness of one's enemies. And Cardinal George Pell led a Eucharistic procession yesterday at the Angelicum in Rome. The former Vatican finance czar led the annual procession on May 13th, the Feast of Our Lady of Fatima, at the institution formerly known as the Pontifical University of St. Thomas Aquinas. This was the first time that the Cardinal has led the procession, which was canceled last year due to the pandemic. The Cardinal gave an address followed by the exposition of the Blessed Sacrament, and the monstrance was then carried beneath a golden processional canopy through the university grounds, followed by hundreds of people. Cardinal Pell, the former prefect of the Vatican Secretariat for the Economy, arrived in Rome in September of 2020 on his first visit to the city since he left in 2017 for Australia to prove his innocence of abuse charges. The Cardinal was imprisoned in 2019, but ultimately acquitted in April of 2020 after 400 days in prison. He was unable to celebrate Mass in jail because he wasn't allowed access to wine, and Cardinal Pell said that his deprivation heightened his appreciation for the Eucharist. I'm Emily Alcaraz, and these are your Friday morning headlines through a Catholic lens. Praise be to God in all things. St. Maria Mazzarello, pray for us. St. Maria was born on the 9th of May, 1837 in Italy. She was the daughter of Giuseppe and Maddalena and the eldest of 10 children born to a farm family in the mountains. Seven of the children survived, and Maria learned the lessons typical of a big sister. She had to work the field. She was a member of the Pious Union of Mary Immaculate, assisted at her parish teaching catechism to younger children, helping the sick. She nearly died of typhus at the age of 23, and she never really recovered her strength or health again. She and her friend Petronella began working as dressmakers, and they discovered that they had an interest in common, and it was working with children, and started a school for girls that soon turned into a boarding school. Each Sunday, they offered the local girls, whether students or not, the chance to come to the school for games and prayers. Maria co-founded the Daughters of Mary Auxiliatrix, which was under the spiritual direction of St. John Bosco. She was the first Salesian sister and served as superior of the order, founding houses in Italy and in France. And uh, Blessed Maria would, or rather Saint Maria would die on the 14th of May, 1881. She was canonized June 24th, 1951 by Pope Pius XII. Saint Maria Mazzarello, pray for us. The gospel today comes to us from Mark chapter 16, verses 15 through 20. I'm actually reading the, the gospel from the Ascension rather than the gospel for today because today's gospel is a gospel that we read last week and already commented on. So I thought we'd, we'd do the Ascension again today. Jesus said to his disciples, Go into the whole world and proclaim the gospel to every creature. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. Whoever does not believe will be condemned. These signs will accompany those who believe. In my name, they will drive out demons. They will speak new languages. They will pick up serpents with their hands. And if they drink any deadly thing, it will not harm them. They will lay hands on the sick 
and they will recover. So then the Lord Jesus, after he spoke to them, was taken up into heaven and took his seat at the right hand of God. But they went forth and preached everywhere while the Lord worked with them and confirmed the word through accompanying signs. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. You know, uh, there's so much to, uh, to to even point out from at least the early church fathers today. There were some really good nuggets here, especially like those harsh words seemingly to his disciples in the beginning. Pseudo-Jerome would say, but he rebukes their want of faith that faith might take its place. He rebukes the hardness of their stony heart that the fleshy heart full of love might take its place. Notice the the need, the must, the no. The, there's no. Uh, there's no letting them off the hook here. They have to preach to the whole world, to every creature. Those who are baptized will be saved, and they must provide the sacraments. It's this twofold aspect of the evangelization: preaching and the giving and the administration of the sacraments. This is the mission and call of the church. There's no two ways around this. We must make disciples of all nations. But where are those miracles today? St. Gregory the Great would say, Are we then without faith because we cannot do these signs? Nay, but these things were necessary in the beginning of the church, for faith of believers was to be nourished by miracles that it might increase. He goes on to say, These signs and miracles have other things which we ought to consider more minutely. For Holy Church does every day in spirit what then the apostles did in body. For when her priests, by the grace of exorcism, lay their hands on believers and forbid the evil spirits to dwell in their minds, what do they but cast out devils? And the faithful who have left earthly words and whose tongues sound forth the holy mysteries speak a new language. They who by their good warnings take away evil from the hearts of others take up serpents And when they are hearing words of pestilent persuasion, without being at all drawn aside to evil doing, they drink a deadly thing, but it will never hurt them whenever they see their neighbors growing weak in good works, and by their good example strengthen their life, they lay their hands on the sick that that they may recover. And all these miracles are greater in proportion as they are spiritual, and by them souls and not bodies are raised. St. Gregory the Great. That's a powerful passage. The miracles do, still do exist today. There are many who can speak in tongues. I've heard of stories of priests going to remote villages and by the grace of God and the Holy Ghost were able to speak the native language and with no prior intention or practice. I've heard of the dead coming back to life and many are, are healed. Miracles do happen today. Praise be to God. We'll be right back. Your odyssey begins at the University of Dallas, the premier Catholic liberal arts university in Texas. With campuses in Irving and Italy, UD's rigorous core curriculum sets it apart. An education rooted in the great works of Catholic and Western tradition. An education that ennobles and enables students in the pursuit of wisdom, truth, and virtue. Undergraduate, graduate, and certificate programs are available. Start your college odyssey at the University of Dallas today. Go to udallas.edu to learn more. Glorianshine.com, a generous underwriter of Catholic Drive Time. Glorianshine.com is a Catholic family-owned company making a variety of personal care products ranging from lotions, soap bars, gift boxes, body mist, beard care, and more. At Glorianshine.com, they state their mission is to, quote, 
craft every product with deep intention while holding a vision of sharing the gospel. They are good for the body, mind, and soul. Unquote. God love you, GloryAndShine.com. Thank you again. Howdy, this is Adrian Fonseca, producer of the Catholic Drive Time Show. Heard Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. Central and 7 a.m. Eastern, right here on the Guadalupe Radio Network. And I'm proud to tell you that Real Estate for Life is an underwriter of Catholic Drive Time. Real Estate for Life connects home buyers and sellers to real estate agents while supporting pro-life organizations, offering their clients a faith-based experience. They are online at realestateforlife.org. That's realestateforlife.org. God love you. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McClain. It's so good to be on with you. Praise be to God. Coming up in about uh, 20 minutes or so from now, we're going to be speaking to uh, Brad Miner. He has a book called The Complete Gentleman, The Modern Man's Guide to Chivalry. Is chivalry dead in society? Is it possible to bring it back? This seems to be an interesting book and a conversation we're about to have. Now, Adrian's read this book. He loves it. He recommends it. I have not. So I'm excited to pick the brain of Brad Miner today about this. This is a topic near and dear to my heart. So uh, that is coming up in 20 minutes from now. Regnery Publishing is putting out this. I think it's the third edition of the book. It's been out for many number of years. Praise be to God. So Brad Miner's coming up. Uh, but I, there's lots of stories I, I can jump into for the what's concerning us. There's certainly no shortage of concerning stories. However, uh, today is Emily's last day, and I want to give you, our audience, an opportunity, if you're inclined to do so, to call in and, uh, you know, wish her well, you know, pray for her and just say goodbye. If you would like to do that, if you want to make a comment or a question to Emily, right now, the phone lines are open. Here's the phone number. It's 877-757-9424. If you want to call, you can call right now. We're going to, we'll open the phone lines up until about 30 after, and then we have to go to break. It's 877-757-9424. Emily, um, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Now, I asked you when you first gave us notice, I asked you what was your, what was the part you're going to miss most or not miss. And you said the audience was the part you're going to miss most and you weren't going to miss uh, getting up early. And that, <laughs> that's reasonable. But what was your favorite aspect of the show itself, do you think? Like, is there any like guests that we interview that really liked more than others? Anything like that? Yeah. So the most incredible part for me was just. Using this platform, which, as we always mention, is like one of the last free platforms in the media world to give a platform to people who are really trying to be saints, trying to be holy, trying to go out into the world and make a difference. You know, every day we talk about all the difficult and horrific things that are going on in the world. But then we feature guests who are doing something about it. And that's what I love is that just all of our sponsors, our listeners and our guests, they're they're striving for holiness. They want to bring joy and goodness into the world. And so I really have loved um, some of the guests that we've had, I, Bishop Ash- Athanasius Snyder gave me so much hope when he was on recently. All, all of our guests have been so good, so joyful, and it's been such a privilege to get to know them and to give them a platform as well. Yeah, amen. It's, uh, it's an interesting opportunity to get to talk to some very interesting people and, uh, definitely one of the, 
the nice parts about the program. There's lots of comments here. We do have uh, someone calling in right now, 877-757-9424, if you would like to uh, talk to Emily before she goes today, 877-757-9424. Sienna, your fan club, your super (laughs) fan club, says, bye, Emily, I'm going to miss you. Uh, So she's asking about your YouTube channel. Uh, You're going to be doing that again? Yeah, I guess now I have to. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't posting to it very frequently, just sort of when something came up. But yeah, I, I it looks like there's a there's an interest in that. So I'm going to keep working on my YouTube channel. Yeah, praise be to God. Uh, you know, so there's so let's see, there's a lot of comments here coming in. I'm trying to keep up with them. Yeah, let Mr. Me, Thomas. Let is me back. go to the phones though. Here, uh, good morning to you, Valerie. Thanks for uh, calling in today. Valerie, are you there? I'm going to put you back on hold. I think I need uh, Adrian to come over and bring the pot up. But uh, Susan Weber on Facebook says, goodbye, Emily. You know, uh, she's uh, praying for God's blessing over your your future endeavors there. Valerie, are you there? I'm here. Praise be to God. Good morning, Valerie. Thanks for calling in. Yes, I wanted to say goodbye to Emily and thank her for... I think that it's great that she and Adrian were both Dominican and tried to talk you into being Dominican. When you say great, like I, I don't, I don't, I don't think that word means what you think it means, Valerie. I'm just saying. Uh, I'm not sure Holy Father Francis would agree, but okay, but okay. I just, I'm teasing. I'm teasing. I'm not trying to start any wars, religious wars, you know. Yes, we love the order of preachers. <laughs> to praise, to bless, to preach. Amen, Valerie. Praise be to God. Well, thank you, Valerie, for calling in today. We're very grateful to you. Good luck, Emily. Thank you so much. All right. God bless you. I'll continue you. to pray for you. Thank you. And I'm going to call back to win. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's next hour. you got to wait till next okay. hour. All right. God bless you. I have you. you guys on, on speed dial. <laughs> Praise God. Because I couldn't get you for a long time. Do I you, couldn't get the phone number now, down. Now, <laughs> I'm old enough to where when I was a kid, we used to call radio stations on. And when speed dial became a thing, it made calling in to win those prizes so it's so much easier. Those were exactly. the those were the good old days. All right. <laughs> well, all right. God bless you, uh, Valerie. Well, I guess well maybe we'll talk Thank to you, you next hour. Then uh, take care. Okay. Uh, th- that opens up a phone line at eight seven 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 five seven ninety four twenty four eight seven 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 five seven nine four two four. Patty, I I saw Patty on a line and then she dropped off. Patty is like a super fan in the first hour. She's been here from the very beginning, so hopefully she'll call back in. Uh, Gloria. Uh, Dion Lopez over on Facebook says, wishing you all the best, Emily. Always exciting to start a new chapter in life. So uh, thank you there, Gloria, for for chiming in. And let's see, who else here? Uh, Buddy over on uh, Facebook also says, Godspeed to you, Emily. I pray for you and your future endeavors. Um, Adrian, let me know who's on that line number three there. Um, Valerie just called in, of course, and we saw uh, S. Giselle says, Godspeed, Emily. Um, over on Facebook and Patty on Facebook also says, Oh, Emily, I'm going to miss you very much. <laughs> Godspeed. I'm hoping you'll be a guest on the show now and again. Well, she's got to wake up early to do that. <laughs> we all know that's the thing she doesn't like is, uh, getting up early. Praise be to God. Our friend, um, our friend from uh, Danvers, Massachusetts, Kathy. Good morning to you, Kathy. She says, good morning, CDT Saints. Before CDT, I listened to uh, Morning Glory with Gloria Purvis, Deacon Burke Sivers, and Charles Monsignor Charles Pope. It's nice hearing Deacon Burke this morning. Yeah, he, we, replayed the, we replayed his interview uh, before we went live today. 
So that's something we're doing now is we're, when we start our live feed, we're replaying some of the older conversations just to, uh, to reuse them because they're amazing conversations for sure. Um, let's see here. Uh, it, oh, Suz, Susanna says, Emily, I'm going to miss you, and I pray that God grants you the very best always. All right, let's see. Let's go to the phones. Again, the phone number is 877-757-9424. If you'd like to call in and uh, say goodbye to Emily today at 877-757-9424. We have just a few minutes, so call now if you want to at 877-757-9424. Good morning to you, Sienna. Thanks for joining our show. Sienna? Good morning. Thank you. Praise be to God. Now, uh, if I'm not mistaken, you claim to be allegedly the greatest uh, Emily fan on planet Earth. Is that the case? Yeah. We talking to Mom's like, what are you talking to? So, uh, what, uh, why do you like Emily so much, Sienna? <laughs> Sienna. Oh, you're putting her on the spot there. <laughs> Are you still there, Sienna? Hello, Sienna. <laughs> Thank you, Sienna. All right. I'm not sure what's going on in that phone line, but uh, Sienna has been a, a big fan of Emily now for a long time, calling into our game show and being a participant in the, in the second hour of our program every day. And it's been a lot of fun for, for Sienna and her siblings to be a part of our show. So God love you, Sienna. Thank you for calling and have a great day to you. All right, uh, let's see here. We I think we have uh, another couple of minutes here. If you want to call in, 877-757-9424. Today is Emily's last day on the program. So if you want to uh, say goodbye, well, now's an opportunity at 877-757-9424. Uh, get Patty, good morning to you. Patty, are you there? Uh, Patty's not listening. Patty, are you there? Last chance. Susanna Ortiz says, I'm too shy to call, but I don't want you to go. The show will not be the same without you. My only consolation is that Adrian is not leaving. <laughs> <laughs> wow, Susanna. I guess that makes me chop liver. Okay, praise be to God. <laughs> Thank you, Susanna and Pocahontas as well. Thank you both. Yeah, Pocahontas says, goodbye, Emily. May God bless you. I will miss you. Mr. Uh, Thomas Anderson, we have not seen you in a long time, my friend from Florida. It is good to see you back on the, uh, the comments there on the YouTube side. Uh, says, uh, Emily, I have not been here for at least a month. I'm not aware of your mo your your motives to move, <laughs> but I know Chicago is a cold and crowded place. I'm not sure it is better than Texas. <laughs> uh, you have a point there, Mr. Thomas, but of course, there's no place like home. Uh, all right. Sylvia, good morning to you. Thanks for calling in. Yes. Yeah. Praise be to God, I, I, Sylvia. Yes, I want to tell Emily that I'm going to miss her. I, I, I love hearing her whenever she came out on the radio. Because my TV doesn't work, so I listen to the radio. Oh, wonderful. Emily, I'm, yeah, I'm going to miss you. I like hearing your voice and when you're playing on, on that game. Thank yeah. you so much, Sylvia. That's so kind. Thank you. She, she's, she's been the voice of reason, right, Sylvia, to offset uh, the dreariness of Adrian and I. So uh, we will definitely miss her for sure. So, oh, uh, yes. Yes. So goodbye, Emily. Goodbye. Thank you so much, Sylvia. Yeah. It All right. You. God bye -bye. bless you, Sylvia. Have a great day. Thanks for calling in Thank today. Uh -huh. Praise bye. be to God. Let's go to Paul from Buffalo. Good morning to you, Paul. Hey, good morning. Just wanted to say bye to Emily. I'll miss her. And uh, uh, 
I just want to say God bless and God love you. Yeah. Thanks, Paul. I appreciate that. Thank you for calling in. Yeah, praise be to God. God bless you, Paul. Thanks for uh, for calling in today, and uh, hopefully it's uh, at least above freezing in Buffalo by now, isn't it? I mean, it's May, for crying out loud. It's not bad. It's not bad. Sunny and in the low 60s. (laughs) All right. Praise be to God. God love you, Paul. We'll talk to you soon. Thank you. God love you. All right. Uh, I think we have one more call coming through. Uh, it's uh, We're getting close to the time for break. Uh, Jesus Robles, our friend of the show, says, We will miss you, Emily. I never got to meet you in person, but I pray you continue to grow in Catholic ministry and communications. You have talent to communicate. You have great articulation. Praise be to God. Thank you. Hey, so I didn't even have to pay for that. I was, <laughs> I, I, I was going to ask you if you were cutting them checks. <laughs> Cynthia, good morning to you. Thanks for calling in. And thank you for <clears throat> putting me on. <coughs> I just wanted to say that I'm going to especially miss Emily when you guys play the game and you always ask her three times and she never gets annoyed whether she's <laughs> ready or not. I just think that is so sweet. <laughs> and I wish her the very best for everything. Thank yeah. you so much. That is so sweet. You've Thank caught you. on to me there, Cynthia. You <laughs> caught me. Okay. Well, God love you. God bless you, Cynthia. And thanks for calling. Have a great day. You too. Bye-bye. All right. Patty, or let's try you again. You've got seconds on the clock before we have to hit, we have to go to break. Patty, are you there? I'm here. Can you hear me? Yes. Patty. But we, okay. have, we have just hey, seconds. Emily. Hey. Emily, Emily, I love you. It's so good to hear a young person with such enthusiasm and strength and wisdom and beauty and my little Joan of Arc. God bless you wherever you go and always remember us. Wow, thank you so much, Patty. Y'all are going to make me tear up here. <laughs> All right. Uh, praise be to God, Patty. Thank you again for calling in today. We're very grateful to you. God love you, Patty. Thank you. You too. God bless. Bye-bye. All right. Bye-bye. Thanks, Patty. Uh, praise be to God. All right. That's, we're going to have to cut it off there. I'll tell you what we're going to do. In the uh, next hour, we will open the phone lines again during our after show. So if you would like to participate... Do that then, the next hour. At the second half of the next hour is the after show. Josh Knoll says, good morning. Best of luck to you, Emily. We will miss you. Don't go anywhere after this very short break. More breaking news with Emily and then Brad Miners, our guest. We'll be right back. This is Dale Alquist with a Chesterton Minute. Have you ever heard someone say... We should not blame people for whatever bad things they may sometimes do. We should not judge them for their faults. We should be kind and merciful. Well, of course we should be kind and merciful. However, it is not merciful to say that we should not blame them for the sins they commit. As G.K. Chesterton says, blame is actually a compliment. It is a compliment because it is an appeal to a man's soul. When we call a man a coward, we are, in so doing, asking him how he can be a coward when he could be a hero. When we rebuke a man for being a sinner, we imply that he has the potential of being a saint. Want more than a minute? Visit our website, chesterton.org. Hi, Joe McLean here, host of the Catholic Drive Time. Heard Monday through Friday, 6 a.m. Central, 7 Eastern, right here. And I'm proud to tell you that Real Estate for Life is an underwriter of the Catholic Drive Time. 
Real Estate for Life connects home buyers and sellers to real estate agents while supporting pro-life organizations. Real Estate for Life offers their clients a faith-based experience. Real Estate for Life is online at realestateforlife.org. That's realestateforlife.org. God love you. Welcome back to the Catholic Drive Time Show. Today's Friday, May 14th, and these are your headlines for today. The Jackson Catholic Schools District announced that a former Catholic school teacher in Michigan donated over $1 million to create an endowment for local Catholic schools. Donna Ames, a 1958 graduate of St. Mary's Star of the Sea Grade School in Jackson, Michigan, and longtime teacher for Jackson Catholic Schools, made the donation to the four Jackson area Catholic schools. Lumen Christi, St. Mary Star of the Sea, St. John the Evangelist, and Queen of the Miraculous Medal. Tim DeWitt, Executive Director of Jackson Catholic Schools, said, This is a very clear message to our students, teachers, parents, and the Jackson Catholic community that Catholic education is important and here to stay in the Jackson community. DeWitt told Catholic News Agency that AM's donation will have a direct impact on the district's teaching staff, supporting efforts to retain and recruit teachers. Lumen Christi Catholic School said, quote, As a former Jackson Catholic school teacher, Donna was happy to give back to the very place that helped enrich her life for so many years. She believed the role of teacher was one of the noblest and most relevant professions in the world. Father Stuart Long, who was a priest of the Diocese of Helena, is set to be the main character in a motion picture starring Mark Wahlberg as the priest himself and Mel Gibson as the priest's father. The film is currently in production with the release date yet to be announced. Father Stu, as he was affectionately known, pursued careers in boxing, acting, teaching, and museum management before discerning the priesthood. Father Bart Tolson, a priest of the Diocese of Helena, said, His conversion is phenomenal. From being an agnostic troublemaker to having a mystical encounter with God, it's based on a true story. Father Stu played football for Carroll College and later pursued boxing. After winning the Montana Golden Gloves Championship in 1985, he gave up boxing and moved to L.A. to pursue an acting career. Though he had some success, he later, later became the manager of Norton Simon Museum in Pasadena, and after surviving a motorcycle accident where he was run over by a car, Father Stu had a mystical experience and entered RCIA to become a Catholic and later on a priest. The film, called Father Stu, is being financed in part by Wahlberg himself. And on the 29th anniversary of the first Eucharistic miracle that took place in the Archdiocese of Buenos Aires, Santa Maria Parish, the community received a first-class relic of Blessed Carlo Acutis. Three Eucharistic miracles have taken place at that parish in May of 1992, July of 94, and August of 96. The history and investigation of these events are included in the Eucharistic Miracles of the World exhibition designed and created by Blessed Carlo Acutis himself. On the Feast of the Assumption in 1996, a host fell to the ground during the distribution of communion and was placed in a container with water to dissolve. Ten days later, it had transformed into blood. An analysis conducted by Professor Ricardo Castañón Gómez revealed the presence of human DNA and blood. And in 2000, tissue expert Dr. Robert Lawrence found that these samples had human skin and white blood cells. After further studies had been performed in by additional experts, in 2003, Lawrence concluded that the tissue was that of an inflamed heart, which means that the person to whom it belonged must have suffered a lot. 
I'm Emily Alcaraz, and these are your Friday morning headlines through a Catholic lens. Praise be to God in all things. Thank you, Emily, for keeping us up today. Two down, only one left to go, and then you're done. Uh, amazing how time flies. Uh, I want to thank, uh, before we jump into our conversation uh, with Brad Miner, I want to thank everybody who is on our email list. You guys are amazing. Um, it's just been uh, an incredible opportunity to share with you sort of what goes on behind the scenes, just a tad a little bit, and then to share with you exclusive content. And so I just sent out, last night, I sent out uh, a podcast that Adrian did on the history of the Stations of the Cross. So that should be sitting in your inbox right now. Uh, praise be to God. So again, thank you for being on our email list. It means a lot to us to be able to to continue our conversation and chat with you off air as well. So if you are interested and you're not on the email list, you can sign up right now at grnonline.com forward slash CDT. You're going to immediately get a talk by Father Bill Casey on the state of the union, state of the church, where are we at now, where are we headed, what we need to do. It's a powerful 30-minute talk, and you'll find that uh, in your inbox as soon as you sign up at grnonline.com forward slash CDT. Let's uh, jump into our conversation. Brad Miner joins us by phone. He wrote uh, a book many years ago now called The Complete Gentleman, The Modern Man's Guide to Chivalry. And it's now in its third uh, publication by Regnery uh, Publishers. So good morning to you, Mr. Miner. Hi, good morning. Thanks for having me. Praise be to God. It is good to have you on. Uh, chivalry, is it dead in society today? You know, uh, it's interesting. I was looking at your preface, uh, in the book this morning. I have not read your book. Uh, our producer, Adrian, raves about your book. I'm excited to, to read it. I have it in my hand at the moment, and I will be uh, going through this. Um, one of the reasons why I say it's, ex- it's interesting to me is because I serve in the military. And, mm-hmm. you know, part of what you talk about just in the preface is, you know, the, the, the stereotypes of masculinity being strong, you know, that those types of uh, images, uh, but that's not always the answer. A man has to be, uh, you know, sort of be well-behaved, has to be properly ordered, and, and has to also uh, embrace his role as leader and protector provider. Those sorts of sentiments are in there. And I've seen in the military some, uh, some major fails in that regard. Uh, mm-hmm. Over the years, and especially more recently, there's some scandals about uh, Navy SEALs, as a matter of fact, uh, you know, a, a, a sort of an iconic warrior class that we have upheld in society over the past decade. So I'm very fascinated by your book. Maybe we can start with uh, sort of the elevator pitch. What is your book, uh, Mr. Miner, and, um, and who is it for? Well, it's, it's uh, principally, I think, for young men. Uh, we're coming into graduation time and Father's Day, and I think for you know, young men coming out of high school or coming out of college or young fathers especially. Um, this is a kind of book that gives you a sense of the history of these grand ideas. Chivalry, which ultimately becomes the idea of the gentleman as we move further along from the Middle Ages and into the 19th and early 20th centuries, and about the crisis of, of um, manhood and the idea of the gentleman. And I say in the book that uh, I talk about three archetypes. It's a it's a way of thinking about what the, the character of a, of a gentleman, especially of a complete gentleman, a modern chivalrous man would be. The warrior, the lover, and the monk. You touched uh, briefly on, on the military aspect. Um, I, I, I certainly say strongly that you don't have to be a fighter in that sense to be uh, a warrior. There are things, uh, and this is what a, a complete gentleman has to recognize, is that there are things worth fighting for, and you have to be willing and able to fight. Now, 
I, I use the example of World War II, where, yes, there were, you know, hundreds of thousands uh, of Americans under arms, you know, moving into combat. But there were also quartermasters and, and people working on intelligence, breaking codes. They also were warriors. And so, um, and then the lover is, is really to do with marriage and, and what we owe as men to the women in our lives. And then the monk is about uh, lifelong learning and also what I call the great lost virtue in American life, which is restraint. Brad Miners, our guest, his book is The Com- the Complete Gentleman, The Modern Man's Guide to Chivalry. I already see people in the comments saying they're, they're going to order it, so praise be to God for that. Yeah, um, yes, yes, indeed. <laughs> w- one of the main uh, issues I think is uh, too many of us, uh, Catholics at all, um, we think this the here and now is is all we really need or want, really, and we may not ever say it that way, but I think if we really boiled it all down, um, we don't think much of death, and when we do, we're afraid or scared of the unknown or what comes next. And uh, that's an important aspect of, of a man and chivalry, is it not? Thinking oh, it of is. death? It is. And uh, yes, and, and uh, that's also part of what the monk chapter is about. And I'm able to put a lot of personal stuff into that, uh, partly because I, I was seeking when I was uh, a, a very young man, well, 25, 26 whether I might become a Trappist monk. And I went down to Our Lady of Gethsemane Trappist Monastery in, in Kentucky and spent some time there. Um, and and it's, a, it's a fun reminiscence. But I also, over the last couple of years, have had cancer twice. Mm. Um, once in 2018, and then right away the next year, I was diagnosed again with a different kind of cancer. So I've been through a lot of chemotherapy and radiation, and obviously that, that focuses the mind. And um, I found that my faith... My commitment to strength and honor, uh, and my wife, of course, sustained me through that in a way that I, I think it, it would have been very different had those aspects of character development not been a part of my experience. We have just about a couple of minutes before we go to break, and you have a, a, or a minute and a half here. You, there's, a, there's, a, there's a conversation that goes on around the dress code as well, and I immediately think of Mr. T. Remember Mr. T? When he was growing oh, up in, uh, in the burbs of New York, he would wear a suit and tie as a teenager when his friends wouldn't. Tell me real quick about the dress code of a chivalrous man. Well, I think uh, things have changed in that regard. I, I talk about being, I'm, I'm a big New York Yankees fan. I live just north of New York City now. I grew up in Ohio, but I've been in the New York area for 40 years. And um, you go to Yankee Stadium back in the 60s and even a little bit later, and, and many of the men there were in jackets and ties. Now you go to the ballpark and, and people are, you might say, dressed down. It doesn't really matter whether you have good clothes so long as you present yourself in such a way that reflects self-respect. And I think a lot of times when we see people on the street these days, and frankly, and I'm sad to say, I see it at mass, people are not either showing respect for themselves or respect for others, but they're not even showing respect for God. Mm. So that is something where that's the only sense in which dress matters. All right, hold that thought. Brad Miner is our guest. The Complete Gentleman, The Modern Man's Guide to Chivalry is our conversation around his book, Regnery Publishing. We're going to link to it so you can get a copy for yourself. We're going to go to a short break. We're going to come back and continue our conversation about the chivalrous man and maybe how we teach it to our children. We'll be right back. I'm in charge here. 
right? One Minute Monk, Abbot Placid Solari of Belmont Abbey. Many people have the idea that monks have a rigid code of obedience based on instant conformity to the orders of the abbot. They would probably be shocked to learn that in his rule, St. Benedict tells the abbot that he is supposed to adapt himself to the needs of the monks, not force the monks to adapt themselves to him. The leader's responsibility, according to St. Benedict, is to provide the maximum benefit for the greatest number of people by being attentive to what, within reason, works best for each person. This is a very different idea of leadership from what we normally see. For your free copy of The Rule of St. Benedict, visit OneMinuteMonk.com, O-N-E-MinuteMonk.com. Like the abbot in a monastery, are we willing to make the sacrifices to adapt ourselves for the benefit of the people we serve? Hi, I'm Emily Alcaraz, and I'm the co-host of the Catholic Drive Time Show, which airs from Monday to Friday at 6 a.m. Central Time. I'm excited to announce our partnership with our new underwriter, Real Estate for Life. Real Estate for Life offers a faith-based experience while supporting the gospel of life. They work with over a 1,000 pro-life agents worldwide and generously support a variety of pro-life organizations. Their website is realestateforlife.org. That's realestateforlife.org. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time, keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McLean. It is great to be on with you. Emily's last day is today. We've got to say goodbye to her today. Praise be to God. We'll have another opportunity to open up phone lines to you, our audience, if you would like to, uh, to, to share your thoughts with her in the next hour. So please, if you can, join us in the next hour. We'd love to have you. But uh, I'm seeing a bunch of people here saying that they're actually purchasing the book. We're talking with Brad Miner, The Complete Gentleman. Um, the Modern Man's Guide to Chivalry. Welcome back to the program, Mr. Miner. Thank you. You know, um, so there, before we went to break, we were, we were hitting upon the sort of the casualness, the casual nature of the modern man and how I, I think that has had a big impact on society itself. And before we were talking about the dress code, but then there's, there's, uh, there's also the sentiment of, of not respecting other people or maybe even their titles. And I have to admit, I've been guilty of this many times in my own life. Um, how, what does the chivalrous man do in, in, in addressing other people? Well, you always begin from a position of respect. Um, I, I, I write about one of my favorite books, which is called The Evolution of Cooperation, written by an academic named Robert Axelrod. And part of what the book is about is... Uh, a computer game, an early computer game called Prisoner's Dilemma. And um, the winning strategy in that game, and this was won by some computer scientists up in Canada, um, was cooperate first, cooperate second, and then if you're not getting cooperation, either withdraw or retaliate. Now, one of the things about a complete gentleman with that military sensibility as a part of it, that, that warrior sensibility, is that he's not a doormat. You know, some people misquote Cardinal Newman, who said in, in his book, The Idea of a University, that a gentleman is someone who never knowingly causes pain. Well, that may be true up to a point, but as he knew, you know, that's also the formula for a whited sepulcher, someone who's just always trying to be all things to all people. So there's a, there's a toughness about this, about what deploying what Professor Axrod called um, 
um, an extraordinary kind of reciprocity um, that is part of what allows us to have peace. You know, we train for war, but we, but we pray for peace always. Mm. Yeah, that that leads to a lot of uh, a lot of good questions there. I know I'm thinking of three different things at the same time. Uh, one thing would be the effeminate man. It seems like that is uh, the currency of uh, of today. We see we have a society of effeminate men, and I think what follows with that is this fear of contact sports. I feel like contact sports have gone out of fashion, martial arts, uh, that kind of thing. Uh, and and then also the third thing would be uh, restraint. The idea of restraint you mentioned at the beginning. Could you speak about restraint in relation to uh, the effeminate man? Well, the first thing to say about the effeminate man is I've never really met a woman who really wanted um, an effeminate man to be at her side. I think most women, although they may object to certain attitudes that men have that are dismissive of their sex, of a woman's uh, sex, uh, they, they don't want a man who is dismissive of his own. Uh, and restraint is, is important in a lot of different ways. First of all, everybody doesn't have to know exactly what's on your mind. Think about friendship. Friendship in America sometimes is mistaken for instant intimacy. I say in the book that a, a young woman who wakes up in the morning next to a stranger will probably find that she went to bed the night before with an enemy. Mm. I mean, friendship, love, it, it, it doesn't seem romantic to say it, but they're a negotiation. It's not something that happens right away. So there's a certain gradualness that needs to exist in the making of friends, and particularly in the making of marriages. And then, of course, what's most important when that happens is the commitment that comes with it. And, um, you know, for, for me, a part of the reason I wrote this book was for my, my two sons, one of whom was a soldier, uh, went to West Point, and then you know spent a year in Iraq and and, and did all that. And um, and my younger son is an extraordinary uh, young man, a wine expert. And but they grew up with my wife and and I giving them as much as we could about tradition um, and and the applications of tradition to love, because in the end, what a, a complete gentleman is as a servant, a servant of his family, a servant of his friends, of his community, and of his nation. And, uh, you know, it's important that people embrace the, this one quality that perhaps is above all others, which is courage. The courage to be faithful, the courage to speak the truth. I mean, this is terribly important in terms of evangelization, but it's also important in every other aspect of life. Brad Miners, our guest, The Complete Gentleman, The Modern Man's Guide to Chivalry by Regnery Press, is our conversation. Uh, we, again, are linking to it so you can check it out for yourself. Um, what, about, what about ladies? Should, should women read this book? And I'm also thinking in terms of single moms that are out there who have sons that they have to raise. It's often, I had a, you know, my mom, my parents are divorced, so living with my mom growing up, it's hard for single moms to help their sons have good, positive, masculine role models in their life. What would you say to that, Brad Miner? Well, if, if you don't have that masculine role model in your life, um, you're, you're slightly behind the curve. But that does not mean that you cannot aspire to be everything that a man should be, and especially when you marry and have your own children, and especially if you have sons. When, I was, uh, when the first edition of this book was published back in 2004, I did a lot of this sort of interview. 
and and a lot of them i don't know whether this is as popular as it as it was back then there were a lot of call-ins and and i think about 75 percent of the callers were exactly what you're describing single mothers because they were very concerned that that their sons were not necessarily getting the kind of masculine influence that they need but i think you if as long as you're dedicated to to education to learning and and uh, what I like to think of as a liberal education, that is to say that you're looking at a lot of different um, course areas and integrating them into a, a sense of the world. To have a, a world view is key, but there is no essential barrier to a man being manly, even if he, he has uh, you know, grown up am, among women only. Absolutely. I think uh, one thing that I want you to, to expand upon is the idea you were giving earlier about a folk familiarity, like a fake uh, familiarity we have with people. We seem It seems like in the modern era, because of social media, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, everyone knows everything about everyone all the time. Uh, the group, they, they know what I'm eating. They know my talents. They know my weaknesses. Everything is out in the public. Uh, could you speak about why that's not necessarily a good thing and this fake friendship, this fake uh, familiarity, having 2,000 friends on Facebook, how this is not yeah. necessarily a good thing? Yeah, I just passed 2,000 yesterday, I think. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, the, yeah, I mean, we, we call them Facebook friends, but come on now, they're not our friends. Um, they are, at best, acquaintances. Um, to know true friendship is one of the great experiences in life. And the problem with the internet and the casual approach to the idea of friendship is that it there's no blood in it you know again back to to john henry newman and the idea of a gentleman um, there's a certain kind of bloodless glib sense of something like friendship um, but it it's got to be sort of deeply rooted in your in your bones and in your experience uh, we are a brotherhood men should be a brotherhood and but we're also, you know, brothers to our sisters, and um, you, you've just got to you just have got to work on it and recognize who is and who isn't a friend. And part of what that involves is simply time. Um, everyone is in a rush, and and the internet certainly exacerbates that notion that everything has to happen quickly and right away. But my goodness, it's so superficial. Uh, Brad Miners, our guest. Three minutes left in our conversation, so we're running out of time pretty fast here. One of the questions that I have is, uh, if you've never received it, how do you pass it on? So many of us uh, were not taught chivalry. Uh, we were from broken homes. We have had uh, sort of a, a failed example of masculine spirituality. How do we then turn around and teach our sons to be chivalrous, uh, good, mighty, godly men? Well, uh, there are a number of uh, men and women whom I quote in the book who would tell you that to be a hero you have to aspire to be a hero you have to study heroic things to be an intellectual you'd have to read books by intellectuals you'd have to go to classes with intellectuals you'd have to begin to try and focus in on that to be a Christian you have to practice the faith I, I quote extensively, perhaps no writer more than a, a, a Renaissance writer named Baldessari Castiglione, wrote a, a book called The Book of the Courtier, which was the first of a long line of what used to be called courtesy manuals that taught young men how to behave in society. And Castiglione 
talked about something called sprezzatura, which is the ability to learn all these things, whether it's horseback riding and shooting, um, poetry, um, a, a, a thousand things that you might be focused on and be interested in, but to integrate it all and then never to boast about it. So it's, it's a matter simply of wanting to be what you need to be and what you know you should be and then simply dedicating yourself to achieving that. So that, that's the best answer I, I can give. To be a hero, you got to want to be a hero and you have to study heroes. 60 seconds left in our conversation with Brad Miner. What about modesty for men? I think a lot of times we in today's conversation we might uh we might definitely talk about modesty of women uh, at mass or however else. What about modesty for men? 60 seconds, Brad Miner. The 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 key to to that is self-respect. Um surely you know there's a difference. Go back we'll go back to the subject of people attending mass. Uh, I, I wear a suit and tie whenever I walk into church, and I know that, that a lot of people don't have to do that, but you, you just simply have to say, where am I? Okay. How do, what kind of an impression do I want to make? And then is it a godly impression? Amen. We're going to have to cut, it, cut you off and uh, leave it there. Brad Miner, The Complete Gentleman, The Modern Man's Guide to Chivalry by Regnery Press. God love you. God bless you. Thank you for being on with us today. God bless you. All right, have a great day, Mr. Miner. That is going to do it for hour number one. Just one hour left in Emily's long career on Catholic Drive Time. Her last new segment ever is coming up at the uh, top of the next hour. So hopefully you can join us. If you need to, go onto our website, grnonline.com forward slash CDT. You can listen and watch live right there or find the link to Facebook or YouTube. Plus, we have the game show and prizes are given away today. God love you. Thank you for joining us on Your Catholic Drive Time where it is our pleasure to keep you informed and inspired. Join us Monday through Friday at the same time, right here on your favorite Catholic radio station. Don't forget to connect with us. Just go to facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Again, that's facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Be sure to share more than just us today. Share Jesus with everyone you meet. Bye now, and God love you. I have a friend who says that baptism is a symbolic act and that it has nothing to do with salvation. How can I answer him? Simple. Show him what the Bible says. Nowhere does the Bible say that baptism is merely a symbolic act. That passage simply does not exist. But the Bible does say this about baptism. In Ezekiel 36, verses 25 to 27, it says, I will sprinkle clean water upon you, and you shall be clean from all your uncleannesses. A new heart I will give you, and a new spirit I will put within you, and I will put my spirit within you. Here in the Old Testament, we have a foreshadowing of New Testament baptism. In the New Testament, Acts 2, verse 38, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. No symbolic language here. The book of Acts says, Be baptized for the forgiveness of your sins. Ezekiel says, I will sprinkle clean water upon you, and you shall be clean from your uncleannesses. The book of Acts says, And you shall receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Ezekiel says, And I will put my spirit within you. Do you begin to see how God in the Old Covenant was preparing us for what He gives us in the New Covenant? Acts 22, 16, And now why do you wait? Rise and be baptized and wash away your sins. 1 Corinthians 12, verse 13, For by one Spirit we were all baptized into one body. What body was that? The body of Christ. 1 Peter 3, 21, 
Baptism, which corresponds to this, now saves you. Scripture simply does not support the non-Catholic notion that baptism is symbolic. Scripture does, however, very clearly and directly support the Catholic teaching that baptism saves us, that baptism makes us members of the body of Christ, that baptism washes away sin, and that through baptism we receive the Holy Spirit just as the church teaches. A beacon of truth in a troubled world. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network. Radio for your soul. Your odyssey begins at the University of Dallas, the premier Catholic liberal arts university in Texas. With campuses in Irving and Italy, UD's rigorous core curriculum sets it apart. An education rooted in the great works of Catholic and Western tradition. An education that ennobles and enables students in their pursuit of wisdom, truth, and virtue. Undergraduate, graduate, and certificate programs available. Start your college odyssey at the University of Dallas today. Go to udallas.edu to learn more. Welcome to your Catholic Drive Time. Keeping you informed and inspired. We love God. We ought to be able to talk about Him. Getting you started on your day. With the latest in breaking news and information. From the Vatican to the White House and everything in between. It's serious. It's fun. It's your Catholic Drive Time. With Joe McLean and Emily Alcaraz. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time. Keeping you informed and inspired. I'm your host, Joe McLean. It is great to be on with you. Praise be to God. You have survived it. You have made it. It is Friday. God is so very good. And you know, it just dawned on me that that will be the very last time you will hear that particular version of our intro on the show. Uh, because today is Emily's last day. In fact, she is about to read her very last news headline. And, and it, I think it is it is fitting that it is the good news segment versus just the, uh, the stressful news segment that we, are, uh, we usually have in the first hour. Not that the uh, news of the day is not important. Of course it is. We just try to do a little bit of both. Serious, fun, a little bit of uh, salty, a little bit of sweet, all together in one program. And that's kind of our show. So today we are in this last hour. We're going to do Emily's last news segment. We're going to do Saints of the Day, Gospel of the Day. Plus we have our Fear and Trembling Game Show. Emily's last opportunity to, uh, to let's just say, trick you. In the answers, so we'll just see how that goes in her last. Will she be tricky today? I don't know. Uh, how is she going to play this last one? We don't know. Emily, uh, what do you think? Uh, what are you in the mood for today? Your last chance ever? Are you going to be super easy? Are you going to be super tricky? Somewhere in the between? Where, where do you think you're going to land? Uh, I'm going to be honest. I haven't seen the questions, so I'm not sure how it's going to go. But <laughs> I guess you didn't notice, Joe. I actually did all good headlines today. <laughs> I didn't. Um, uh, yeah, I guess not. All good headlines? You yeah. didn't name any of them? 100% happy, good headlines. All happy, good lucky. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Well, praise be to God for that. Um, there are some negative headlines, though. So Not for me. <laughs> that's sad. The negative headlines are always sad, but that's life. All right. Uh, speaking of life, Adrian Fonsec is here on the ones and twos. Good morning to you. Good morning. Good morning. I love the phone calls. But I don't love the running back and forth to answer the phone calls. <laughs> Adrian's running a marathon today. Yes, yeah, yeah. so I'm getting my workout for today. Praise be to God. Yeah, praise be to God. I think the uh, studio audience is enjoying watching you run. I don't think they've ever seen you run before. Ouch. And, Ouch. Uh, so there's we'll that. have to introduce the studio audience during the after show. Speaking of which, so in the second half of this hour today is the after show. And I think what we'll do is we will obviously open up the phone lines again if you would like to say goodbye to Emily. 
family. That'll be another opportunity for you to comment, to hang out with us, and chat with us, and and all of that. So that'll be in the after show where you get to drive the conversation. Whatever you want to talk about is on the agenda. And there are a lot of people hanging out with us today on the on the streams, on Facebook, and on YouTube, and elsewhere. God love you, and God bless you. Uh, Jennifer says, Emily, sorry to see you go, but I know God is something amazing in your future. May God bless you always. Amen. Thank you, Jennifer. Thank you. Yeah, praise be to God. Uh, there's a lot of crying going on, apparently. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> I don't know. It's going to be fine, everybody. I promise. It's Eric, going, are you okay? It's going to be okay. So, somebody give Eric a hug right away. The guy needs a hug. All right. That's enough of that. All right. Praise be to God. So that's the show. That's going to be this hour. Uh, as I said, breaking news, which is all good news. Say the day, gospel day, game show. And today's the day we give out prizes. And uh, we have our sponsor to thank. And that's been a big part of what you've done on the show, Emily. Yes, that's right. And I set up the sponsors for the next month. So you guys are set to go. And this this week is Little Way Design Co. My last week. Thank you very much to Katarina for sponsoring our last prize this week all right my last prize sorry <laughs> little way design co That's thank right. you thank you for your generous underwriting of our game show we're very grateful to you we'll give out that prize today in the next segment all right let's pray uh whatever is on your heart today whatever your intentions are you can comment if you're on facebook youtube or elsewhere you can always leave a comment let us know what you're praying about uh we of course are praying for our radio apostolate and uh, emily and her god's will for her life and um and all of you, in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost, amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known, that anyone who fled to thy protection, implored thy help, or sought thine intercession was left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee do I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Amen. And now the headlines with Emily Alcaraz. Children at Maine's Catholic schools participated in a series of Marian devotions yesterday to honor the Blessed Mother on the anniversary of the Fatima apparition. School children at six Maine Catholic elementary and middle schools prayed the rosary and participated in a May crowning ceremony, among other Marian devotions. The children prayed for Mary's intercession and the protection of the world. The Diocese of Portland said, Because Christ ascended, we, as members of the body of Christ, also look forward to ascending into heaven after our bodily resurrection. On this solemnity, we are also reminded of our evangelizing mission. Before Christ ascends, he gives his disciples final instructions, telling them to await the arrival of the Holy Spirit and then go into the whole world and proclaim the gospel to every creature. Although in some U.S. dioceses the solemnity had been transferred from its traditional date, 10 days before Pentecost, to the following Sunday, other provinces have maintained observance of Ascension Thursday. The Portland Diocese, which includes the entire state of Maine, is part of the ecclesi ecclesiastical province of Boston, which still observes Ascension Thursday. A cardinal celebrating Mass at Portugal's Fatima Shrine yesterday said that the world needs a spiritual restart after the pandemic. Preaching on the May 13th Feast of Our Lady of Fatima, Cardinal José Tolentino de Mendonca, archivist and librarian of the Holy Roman Church, said, quote, The deepest moments of crisis have always been overcome by infusing a new soul, proposing paths of interior transformation and spiritual reconstruction of our common life. This was the message of Fatima in that distant year, 1917, 
as the world was plunged into the first chemical war in history and one of the deadliest. On Thursday evening, the Shrine of Our Lady of Fatima hosted the Global Prayer Marathon for the end of the pandemic. The rosary was offered for all prisoners on the anniversary of the day in 1917 that three shepherd children saw the first apparition of the Blessed Virgin Mary. Concluding his homily, Mendonca said, We pilgrims always come to Fatima empty-handed, but from Fatima we carry, awake within us, a dream. Fatima teaches us how to illuminate a world which is in darkness, be it the small world of our heart or be it the heart of the vast world. Speaking at his first general audience with members of the public in six months, the Pope recounted the story of a father of a nine-year-old Argentine girl who was told that his hospitalized daughter would not survive the night. He said, The man left his wife there with the child in the hospital and traveled 70 kilometers towards the Basilica of Our Lady of Luján, patroness of Argentina. And there he clung to the gates of the Basilica and spent all night praying to Our Lady, fighting for his daughter's health. This is not a figment of the imagination. I saw him. I saw him myself. That man there fighting. The Holy Father continued, In the morning, the church opened. He entered to salute Our Lady and returned home. When he saw his wife, she was smiling, saying, She's cured. The Pope, who devoted his May 12th address to spiritual combat, offered this man as an example of the fruits of tenacious prayer. I'm Emily Alcaraz, and these are your Friday morning headlines through a Catholic lens. Praise be to Jesus Christ in all things. Thank you, Emily, for keeping us up to date on Catholic Drive Time to this point. Very grateful to you. St. Maria Mazzarello, pray for us. St. Maria was born on the 9th of May, 1837 in Italy. Born daughter to Giuseppe and Maddalena, the eldest of ten children in a farm family in the mountains. Seven of the children survived. And Maria learned the lessons typical of a big sister. She had to work the fields, and she became a member of the pious union of Mary Immaculate. She assisted at her parish, teaching catechism to younger children, helping the sick, and she nearly died of typhus at the age of 23. Never quite recovered uh, from that. She and her friend uh, Petronella began working as dressmakers, and they discovered that they had a joint interest, an interest in common working with children and they started a school together for girls that soon turned into a boarding school. Every Sunday, they offered the local girls, whether they were students or not, the chance to come to the school for games and prayers. Maria co-founded the Daughters of Mary Auxiliatrix, which was under the spiritual direction of St. John Bosco. She was the first Salesian sister and served as superior of the order, founding houses in Italy and in France. And she died on the 14th of May, 1881, and was canonized June 24th, 1951, by Pope Pius XII. St. Maria Mazzarello, pray for us. The gospel today comes to us uh, from Mark chapter 16, verses 15 through 20. Now, I'm using the Ascension Gospel rather than the Gospel of the t Today because the Gospel Today is John 15, and we actually already covered that very recently. So I thought, let's do the Ascension instead. Jesus said to his disciples, Go into the world, go into the whole world, and proclaim the Gospel to every creature. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. Whoever does not believe will be condemned. These signs will accompany those who believe. In my name, they will drive out demons. They will speak new languages. They will pick up serpents with their hands. And if they drink any deadly thing, it will not harm them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. So then, 
the Lord Jesus, after he spoke to them, was taken up into heaven and took his seat at the right hand of God. But they went forth and preached everywhere, while the Lord worked with them and confirmed the word through accompanying signs. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise be to God. In the last hour, I talked about the miracles uh, that accompany these signs and how St. Gregory the Great said these miracles continue with us in other ways, uh, not just the obvious ones, which they do, but in other ways as well. And I thought that was a powerful quote from St. Augustine. Uh, St. Ambrose references this really quick quote. He says, Our Lord and our Redeemer, as we read, was not carried up by a chariot, not by angels, because he who had made all things was born over all by his own power. Recall and remember and hold fast that Christ Jesus, the second person of the Trinity, the creator of all things, ascends and sits at the right hand of his Father by his own power, by his own power. The resurrection and the ascension, these we must hold fast to. Adrian, what did you find? Yes, uh, one thing I wanted to focus on is in Acts of the Apostles rather than the Gospel, because that's where we see most clearly the ascension. Um, and so I'm going to read for you the last two verses of the passage of Acts 1. This Jesus, who has been taken up from you into heaven, will return in the same way as you have seen him going into heaven. That's from the word, the mouth of the angels who appeared to the, to the, uh, to the apostles and to the disciples and saying, Hey, why y'all looking up in the sky? He's gone. Get going. Get, get to work. Uh, so they, uh, that's what the angel told him. Now, this is very important. Why is this important? Because it's, this refers back to the second coming of Christ. Now, this is incredibly important because the second coming of Christ, as we talk about often, because I, I feel as this is very important and not spoken of enough, is the idea that our Lord, when he first appeared in, on earth, he comes in humility. He comes in humility. He was born of the Virgin Mary, came as a babe. And then when he comes now to us in his bodily presence in the Blessed Sacrament and uh, the pre- presence of the body, blood, soul, and divinity in the Blessed Sacrament, he humiliates himself with the appearances, the accidents of bread and wine and all humility and all forgiveness and mercy and divine mercy. But at the second coming, whenever he descends in the same way we have seen him going into heaven, as the angels say, as, as as that happens, he will come in judgment. He will come in power and in glory. He will come in the same way that he ascended into heaven. So he will descend from heaven. We'll see him coming down. And at that time, there's no more time for forgiveness. There's no more time for repentance. It is the time of judgment and of his glory and of his power. That means we should repent now. We need to be prepared for that coming. We should have joy because the enemies of Holy Mother Church, the enemies of God will be punished. There will be justice on earth because our Lord is infinitely just. Now he gives us his infinite mercy, but soon he will come. Soon he will come in his glory and his power and his justice. And we should fear the day, but we should also rejoice in that day. We should be happy because our Lord has shown us the end for us. He has shown us what we are to strive for, what we are to be in the fact that his bodily presence is in heaven today. And so too, at the second coming, our bodily presence Hopefully, God willing, we'll be united with his in heaven, uh, with our soul and our body. All right. Praise be to God. That is going to do it for the reflection today, plus scene of the day. And uh, we're going to play our game show next. It's the last opportunity that Miss Emily Alcarez will uh, be on the game show. Well, who knows? Maybe God's will in the future. But 
for all intents and purposes, this is the last one, and Little Way Design Co. has generously underwritten the price. The phone number, if you want to be a contestant, is 877-757-9424. 877-757-9424. We'll be right back. Fear and Trembling is next. Are there any basic rules for doing apologetics? 1 Peter 3.15 says, Always be prepared to make a defense. Always be prepared, Scripture tells us. How can we always be prepared to make a defense of our faith? Rule number one, pray. Pray to the Holy Spirit that He give you the courage to share your faith and the wisdom to choose your words carefully and profitably. Rule number two, you don't have to know everything right now. Learn a little bit more about your faith each and every day. Read scripture, read the catechism, listen to apologetics tapes, listen to Catholic radio. Learn a little bit at a time. Rule number three, Luke 5 verse 10. Do not be afraid, henceforth you will be catching men. Jesus said this to Peter, but he's also saying it to us. Will you make mistakes and get into tight spots when you start sharing your faith with others? Yes, of course you will. But Peter made mistakes and he got into tight spots. Yet Jesus told Peter not to be afraid. Why? Because if we are sincere in our desire to share the truth with others, to share Jesus Christ with others, then Jesus will find a way to make good come from even our mistakes. Rule number four, always view a question about your faith or even an attack on your faith as an opportunity, an opportunity to share the truth. Rule number five, don't get frustrated. Catholics often get frustrated by what I call the doctrinal dance. You get asked about purgatory, Mary, the Pope, sacraments, all in rapid fire succession. Before you can answer one question, you're asked another, then another. Just keep bringing the discussion back to one topic until you've said all you want to say, then move on. Rule number six, never be afraid to say, I don't know, when asked a question about your faith. Don't try to wing it. However, always follow I don't know with, but I will find out and get back to you and make sure you do. A beacon of truth in a troubled world. This is the Guadalupe Radio Network, radio for your soul. Welcome to another round of fear and trembling. (laughs) The Catholic trivia game show that helps you work out your salvation by the seat of your pants. It's a 50-50 chance and prizes are involved. Avoid the weeping and gnashing of teeth. Call now to take your shot. 877-757-9424. And now your host, Joe McClain. Praise be to Jesus Christ. Welcome back to Catholic Drive Time and Fear and Trembling, the Catholic Trivia Game Show, where we have a secret and hidden agenda. So please do me a favor and do not tell anybody that I have said this to you. But there are three things, or a few things that we like to do during these, uh, this tri- trivia game show. One is we like to teach the faith. So you learn a little bit about the faith that you probably did not know before. The second thing is we like to have a little fun in the process, and our contestants tend to be just really good sports and a lot of fun. And then, of course, we like to give out prizes. So it's kind of a winner for everybody involved, praise be to God. But here's the catch if you're just joining us. I have three Catholic trivia uh, questions in my hand. If you're watching on video, you can see them. Uh, But I do not ask the callers the questions. Instead, I ask Emily and I ask Adrian. One of them will be right and the other will be wrong. And the caller will have 15 seconds on the clock to make a decision. Who do they trust more, Emily or Adrian? And every right answer goes into the coffee cup of divine providence to win this week's prize. Tell them what they could win, Emily. 
This week's prize sponsor is Little Way Design Company. Their website is littlewaydesign.co. And this is a, a store founded by Katerina, Catholic wife, mother, and chemical engineer turned graphic designer turned theologian and she's giving away this week a shirt that she's designed the three hearts shirt which has the hearts of jesus mary and joseph on it so thank you very much little way design co we are pulling a winner today so thank you for sponsoring our prize yeah praise be to god in fact there was a ton of phone calls that came through today uh so thank you all for trying to be on the game show today uh, we always take the first caller, but if you didn't get in, there's an opportunity on Monday to start all over again. And the phone number and all the rules are all listed on our website, including the sponsor's link as well at grnonline.com forward slash CDT. Now, let's go to the phones here. Uh, good morning to you, Elijah and Valerie. Good morning. Hi. Praise be to God. Elijah, are you on your way to school again? Yeah. Now, I'm noticing a trend there. Do you always go to school Monday through Friday? Yeah. You like hanging out at school, don't you? Yeah. Is it the lunch food? Is that's that's it, it's the lunch food that brings you back, isn't it? No. <laughs> well, uh, praise God, you're the you're the last contestant for Miss Emily to uh, her last chance on the uh, Fear and Trembling Game Show and. Uh, Valerie and Elijah, you are the last contestant. How do you feel about that? I'm kind of sad. Kind of sad. It, it's going to be fine, I, I'm sure. Uh, but let's play. You obviously have uh, played before, so you know the deal, Elijah. you got to keep a careful eye out because they might trick you up. But let's just see how it goes today. We will start with Emily for the last time, as has been our custom. Emily, are you ready? Yes. Are you sure? Yes. Are you sure? Absolutely. Emily, can you tell me... Which grace is the supernatural gift infused into the soul at baptism? This is what we call sanctifying grace. Sanctifying grace. Mm -hmm. Okay, sounds reasonable. Let's see what Mr. Adrian has to say. Adrian, can you tell me which grace is the supernatural gift infused into the soul at baptism? Hmm, that's a good question. The which grace is a supernatural gift infused into the soul at baptism. I'm going to go with divine energies. Divine energies? Divine energies. That's a good guess. That's your official answer? That's my official answer. Okay. Okay. Uh, so, Valerie and Elijah, Adrian is on the hook for divine energies. And Miss Emily's on the hook for sanctifying grace. 15 seconds on the clock. Who's right? Who's wrong? Valerie and Elijah, what say you? Emily? Survey says? <laughs> wow. All right. Yeah, that was, well, that was Elijah, are you like the school theologian? I'm just curious because you, you tend to get them right. <laughs> Do ever, does everybody he come to you? For those long, Thomistic uh, words, those $10 words like uh, sanctifying grace. Well, today you can throw that around and get some extra credit. That'd be awesome. Praise be to God. Get well, that clout. Well, well done. Well done. That was a hard one. That was a hard one. Uh, the next one, though, maybe I think it's pretty easy, actually. I think this one's pretty easy. Let's just uh, see how it goes. Adrian, we'll start with you this uh -oh, time. That's not good. Adrian, can you tell me, is a layman eligible to become Pope? Is a layman eligible to become Pope? Um, 
No, I don't think so. I think you don't you have to be like a, a bishop? You gotta be a cardinal, right? To be a pope? Pretty sure. Is that your answer? Uh, are you asking me? Well, I, I'm just gonna say no. <laughs> so your answer is no. My answer is no. You're sure? Um, okay. No. No. All right. No is your answer. <laughs> and let's see what Miss... I, I wonder what Miss Emily will say. Uh, let's see. Emily, can you tell me, is a layman eligible to become a pope, to be elected a pope? Yeah, this is a trick question because you'd think it would have to be a priest, but actually, yes, a layman can be pope. It can be? Yes. So there's, you're saying there's a chance for me still? Yes. <laughs> Imagine that. What would I do as Pope? All right, so Emily is on the hook for, yes, a layperson can become a Pope. And Adrian is on the hook for, no, you have to be at least a Cardinal. 15 seconds on the clock. Who's right? Who's wrong? Valerie and Elijah, what say you? Adrian! Survey says, I'm so sorry! Oh, that ouch. was super hard. <laughs> was it hard? Ah, my bad. I, Elijah, I, I failed you, sir. I'm so sorry. Yes, technically, any lay man, specifically, any lay man can become a pope. Uh, as long as you're a baptized Catholic, uh, You, what would happen is if you were elected pope by the cardinals, because the cardinals are the only ones that can elect. And once they choose them, if they choose a lay person, a lay man, then they will uh, go in and they will... will Give them all the sacraments so they'll be confirmed. They'll be ordained a priest. Then they'll be ordained a bishop. And then they'll be ma- make them pope. So that's so what we would happen. Could, we could elect Elijah Pope. You could. <laughs> or y'all could elect me pope. I'm just, I'm just saying. I'm Elijah, just saying. would you like to be a pope, Elijah? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, uh, if you become pope, can you make me a cardinal? I'm, I'm just saying I, I would, Milan would be a nice diocese to have. I mean, it's a very powerful see. I wouldn't mind. But uh, uh, keep me in mind if you become pope. All right, Elijah? Third third question. Okay. Third chance. So this will be, you're in the coffee cup. You still have a chance to win the prizes. But let's see if we can't get you in that cup one more time to increase your odds. We're back to Emily for the very last question. Very last time for Miss Emily. Emily, can you tell me, what is the name? Okay, this is a tricky question. I'm just going to say that up front. What is the name of the first Bible translated into English? Well, let's see. The Vulgate was the Latin one, so I think the first English was Wycliffe's Bible. All right. All right, Wycliffe. I think it's Wycliffe, but I misspelled it on the cheat sheet. All right, so uh, Emily's on the hook for Wycliffe. Let's see what Mr. Adrian has to say. Uh, Adrian, can you tell me, what is the name of the first Bible translated into English? Uh, well, the first Bible I read in English was the Action Bible, so I'm going to go with the Action Bible. <laughs> is that the graphic cartoon one? Oh, it, maybe. <laughs> is that the movie with Schwarzenegger in the 90s? Confused. It's possible. So, Elijah has the action Bible. Oh, Woo! hey now. All right. <laughs> so, so he knows. So Adrian, Adrian is on the hook for the action Bible, which Elijah has. <laughs> and Emily is on the hook for a Wycliffe. 15 seconds on the clock. Who's right? Who's wrong? Where's my dub button? Elijah, what's what say you? Emily. Survey says... All right. There we go. (laughs) Congratulations. Uh, Well done, Elijah. I may also have given the answer away. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) That was the worst trivia. (laughs) 
but you know, praise God. We, uh, I told you that one of the agenda items was to have fun. So there you go. Elijah, congratulations. You are in the coffee cup of divine providence for two chances, my friend. Uh, now, Miss Emily, for the last time, is putting your name into the cup, and she's going to mix it all up. And uh, she is going to pull a name out and read it on the air. I don't know if you're going to win, if it's God's will, but we'll just have to see. So stick okay. around and let's see how it goes. you have a name? Yes, I have a name. The winner for this week's prize is Joanne. Joanne. Joanne, congratulations, congratulations Joanne. Joanne. Praise be to God. Thank you for, uh, for that. Well, Valerie and Elijah, I'm sorry. It uh, was not God's will that your name be pulled out of the cup, but... We did have a lot of fun, didn't we? Yes, and it was God's will that we be able to speak to Emily one last time. Amen to Thanks, that. Thanks, Val. Thank you, Elijah, for calling uh-huh. in. All right. Well, God bless you both. Have a great day, Elijah, at school. Yeah. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. <laughs> All right. That is going to do it for the radio side. Your uh, last radio show, Emily, how do you feel? It's kind of sad. That's yeah. kind of sad. It's bittersweet. Yeah. That's the way it goes. Uh, but I tell you what we're going to do. We still have an after show to do. So even though we're going to go off of the radio, we will stay on the live video stream, Facebook, YouTube, and our website, grnonline.com forward slash CDT. And we will conversate with Miss Emily for the rest of this hour. And you could, too. We'll keep the phone lines open. So if you want to talk to Miss Emily, wish her well. Say goodbye to her. Your chance is coming up right after this break on the live video feed. So you have to be on the live video feed to do that, to be able to hang out and conversate with us. So again, Facebook, YouTube, or just go to our website, grnonline.com forward slash CDT. And you can be a part of the conversation in the after show where you get to drive that conversation. Whatever you want to talk about, that's what we talk about. Otherwise, we'll be back here on Monday, 6 a.m. Central, 7 Eastern. Uh, We will... It's going to be interesting in the coming days and weeks. We're not 100% sure how everything will play out, but God's will be done in all things, and the show must go on, and that's what will happen. So we'll have a new lineup for you next week of guests and topics, and we'll dive into them and still have fun giving out prizes and game shows and all the rest. God love you. Thank you for being a part of our Catholic Drive Time family. Keep us in your prayers. We're certainly praying for you, too. Thank you for joining us on Your Catholic Drive Time where it is our pleasure to keep you informed and inspired. Join us Monday through Friday at the same time, right here on your favorite Catholic radio station. Don't forget to connect with us. Just go to facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Again, that's facebook.com forward slash Catholic Drive Time. Be sure to share more than just us today. Share Jesus with everyone you meet. Bye now, and God love you. Praise be to God. Welcome to the after show of Catholic Drive Time. On the very last day, Emily is going to be a part of our program. Uh, We're going to open up the phone lines for those that want to be a part of our conversation and say goodbye to Emily today. Uh, There's a lot of comments that we could read as well. Uh, So praise be to God. So if you want to, if you want to be a part of our conversation, you want to jump on a phone line and say uh, goodbye. Uh, you can do that at 877-757-9424. 
877-757-9424. Plus, Adrian, how do we get a, an in-studio audience today? Yes. So a few things before I run over and monitor the phones. Um, the one is um, we have two amazing guests today, uh, Janelle and Chris. So that's why you don't see Chris on the live stream today. Chris is uh, in studio with us. And Janelle, our old intern from uh, GRN Alive Days, is uh, here as well. So they're both in the studio. I'll put over the camera over there so you all see them there. And uh, they, Chris texted me uh, earlier in the week and asked if he could come in on Thursday. And I said, yes, of course. And then I forgot we weren't going to be here on Thursday. So he was like, how about Friday? I said, okay, sure thing. And then Janelle just, just called me right and early in the morning. She's like, she's like I'm here. And I'm like, what? <laughs> I was like, oh, okay. So I went down and let her in. Uh, so that's how that happened. And then uh, one last thing before I run over, 877-757-9424, and I'll go check on the phones. Uh, Jesus, real quick, said uh, Divine Energies, question mark, LOL. It's like an uh, energy drink? What Div- is that? Divine Energies is a real thing. Um, it's according to the Eastern Orthodox. It, it, it's essentially for the Eastern Orthodox. It's divine grace. It's uh, it's great. It's sanctifying grace. I thought you were going to say divine energies was like the antidote or the answer to monster because they're all about, uh, you know, antichrist and monster drinks are antichrist. So maybe divine energies is for Christ energy drinks. I don't know. That would be kind of funny. But no, it's it's actually reference to uh, the Eastern Orthodox. Okay, so the Eastern Orthodox. Long story short, I won't go into the details of it because that's not the point of the after show today. But it would be a fascinating thing to talk about in an after show sometime. But essentially, it's you can think of it as sanctifying grace according to the Eastern Orthodox. They deny that because the answer for the Orthodox is anything but Rome. And so they uh, they deny that divine energies is the same thing as sanctifying grace. But most uh, theologians of the Eastern Orthodox uh, that are Eastern Catholics mm. agree that divine energies are essentially sanctifying grace. Yeah, Eric Rodriguez requests a grito for Emily. Ooh. Hashtag grito for Emily. <laughs> uh, we'll see after I uh, answer the phone. Maybe he, he no, can call He in. has hashtag twice. Oh my goodness. For the grito for Emily. <laughs> That's I a think lot. you have a moral obligation at this point. Okay. It's not like it was just one hashtag. We're talking two hashtags here. Oh, so I think you, you kind of owe it to him. What? <laughs> What's up with that? <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. I think you're improving. Uh, yeah. No, my grito's amazing. We should have a grito <laughs> workshop. Teach the rest of us some grito skills here. Uh, there you go, Eric. Praise be to God. You got the hashtag grito for Emily. Amen to that. Uh, but I think... Uh, Paul is uh, first time on the live stream of the second hour. Paul from Buffalo. God bless you, my brother. You get the horns of the apocalypse. This is a way of saying thank you for hanging out with us. And I guess technically he's also a first time commenter as well. So uh, so praise be to God for that. So, all right. Let's see here. We do you have uh, uh, at least one phone line lit up. If you would like to call in and be a part of the conversation, maybe say goodbye to Emily today. We're going to let you do that. The phone number is 877-757-9424. 877-757-9424 is the phone number. 877-757-9424. Apparently, Josh Patterson thinks his grito is terrible. 
Um, uh, maybe Josh can call in and I do think, a better one. I agree. I agree. Josh, I think you ought to teach us how the Greedo works. So why don't you go ahead and call on in and uh, throw down some Greedo here and let's see how it goes at 877-757-9424. Sounds like an awfully white name to be criticizing <laughs> the Greedo. Yeah, well, I, I mean, he clearly is a judge of Greedos. So let's hear it, Josh. 877-757-9424. For the record, Josh uh, often tells me that he's more Mexican than I am. Well, <laughs> ouch, ouch. Uh, Jeff Burrier says, Good morning, Emily. You will be greatly missed. You've become a wonderful Catholic female role model for Sienna, which she truly needs. God bless you always. Thank you, Jeff. That means Amen. a lot. Thank you. Valentin says, Good morning, CDT team. Uh, we will miss you, Emily. Yeah, amen. Uh, Catholic Handyman. Uh, praise be to God, Catholic Handyman. Thanks for joining us today. I don't have our... Uh, like, where is the, um... Jesus is a friend of mine. No, not that one. This one. <laughs> there we go. I can't even press the buttons when Emily's not around. Or Adrian's not around. That is, uh, just a thank you for being a first-time commenter, by the way. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. Thank you, uh, Catholic Handyman. Says, sorry, where is Emily off to? All right, Emily, uh, for those that are just joining us, where in the world are you going? So I'm not from Houston originally, where we're broadcasting from. I grew up, born and raised in Chicago, and so I'm moving back home now um, because I think um, that's what God is calling me to do at this point in my life. I've prayed about it a lot, and so I will be leaving in a couple days. All right. Praise be to God. So... Uh, we have some calls on the line here, and maybe uh, if we have time before we sign off completely at the top of the hour, uh, we can talk more about how Adrian and I plan to proceed uh, without Emily on the show. We can maybe have that conversation. We'll see how it goes. But let's go to the phones first. David L. Gray says, bye, Emily. <laughs> That's a very interesting uh, way, to, way, to, way to say it, but okay. Pro- prove me wrong. Prove you wrong, <laughs> David. Uh, call in and say bye, so we can <laughs> so we can prove him wrong. Eight seven 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 five seven nine four two four. Eight seven 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 five seven ninety four twenty four. Sylvia, good morning yes. to you. Thanks for calling in. Thank you. What do you What do you got for Miss Emily today, Sylvia? Oh, I just want to tell you, she has a cheery voice and a good good news reporter and and a pretty laugh. so is she there she is hello sylvia thank you so much that's very sweet yes so you're going back home to chicago if did i understand right yes that's right i'm really excited i'm the oldest of six siblings so i'm really excited to spend time with my family oh good i know that we're so happy that you're coming back home Mm -hmm, i think so too okay well you have good luck and again i'll be missing hearing your voice and hearing, hearing hearing you giving the news for us Thank you kindly, Sylvia. Thank you. Amen. God bless you, Sylvia. Have a great day. Thank you. You too. God bless you. All right. Let's go to Kathy. Good morning to you, Kathy. Thanks for calling in. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, Adrian and Emily and the other two. I forget their names. (laughs) (laughs) Janelle and Chris. Janelle and Chris. It's wonderful to hear all of you, as always. Praise be to God. How uh, How is Massachusetts these days, Kathy? Massachusetts is wonderful, and I love being a Catholic. I can't, I can't believe, I, I'm just Uh-oh. Uh-oh. going to Mass and adoration. <laughs> Amen. Oh, it's so good to hear that, and congratulations, Kathy, yeah. on joining Thank your you. church. Thank you. Yeah, it was God's will. You know how I was struggling with, um, you know, taking the uh, Eucharist in my hand, and mm. then God just worked all that out by 
closing down the other church from COVID and <laughs> having me go into the Latin church. Amen. <laughs> Amen. Praise be to wonderful. God. It <laughs> was wonderful. Praise be to God. Praise be to God. It's so good Thank to hear you. your voice, Thank Kathy. You. It's wonderful to hear your voices every morning. And uh, 30 years ago at a Navigators Conference, a workshop, I learned how to pray scripturally. And I perfected it all over the years. And I can't pray unless I have my Bible open or I'm doing the rosary. Uh, but I put together a little scriptural prayer for Emily, and it's all scripture. And I just wondered um, if I could pray it with her. Please. For her. Please. <laughs> and um, we know that God's word goes out from his uh, mouth he desires and doesn't return to him void. So when we pray scripture, we're praying his will and his word and his truth. So, Lord God, this morning we lift up Emily to you. We pray that you would go personally with Emily as she moves back to Chicago and give her rest. If you don't personally go with Emily, don't make her leave Texas. Otherwise, how would anyone know that you look favorably on her if you don't go with her? For your presence with her sets her apart from all others on earth. Lord, look favorably on Emily because she knows you by name. If moving back to Chicago is your plan for Emily, cross over ahead of her. Destroy the enemies of her soul so she will take possession of the land where you want her to live. We pray you, the Lord her God, will personally go ahead of her. Do not fail or abandon Emily. Because Emily fully obeys all the instructions you have given her, and she does not deviate from them, turning either to the right or the left because she studies your book of instruction continually and meditates on it day and night so she will be sure to obey everything written in it. We pray that she will prosper and, ex and succeed in all she does, especially in finding a career and using the gifts which you have given her. Thank you, Lord, that you are with Emily wherever she goes. We pray that Emily will know that you are pleased with her and that you will bring her safely to Chicago. We pray it will be a rich home on land flowing with milk and honey. Eternal God, because Emily is careful to keep all your commands, bless her city, bless her home, her land, her future, her children, her gardens and food. Wherever she goes and whatever she does, may she be blessed. Help Emily to conquer the enemies of her soul when they attack. And when the enemy attacks Emily from one direction, scatter them in seven. Thank you, Lord, for your guaranteed blessings on Emily in the place that you will give her. As she obeys your commands and walks in your ways, establish her as your holy woman. And then those around Emily will see that she is a woman claimed by you, Lord. And they will stand in awe of Emily. Give Emily prosperity in Chicago. God of Israel, bless Emily. As you expand her territory, be with her in all that she does. Keep her from all trouble and pain. Thank you, God, for granting these requests. Lord, bless Emily. Keep her. Make your face to shine upon her and be gracious to her. Turn your face toward Emily and give her your peace. Thank you, Lord, that no matter how many promises you have made, Every one of them is yes in Christ. For this reason, we say amen to your glory. For not one word of all your good promises have failed. You who promise are faithful. In Jesus' name we pray. 
Amen. 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 Praise be to God, Kathy. <laughs> wow. That was a powerful prayer. Emily, thank you. And I'm going to be following you on your YouTube channel. I pray I'll follow you through your career and your marriage and your children and even your grandchildren. Oh, wow. <laughs> thank you so much, Kathy. You have such a gift. Thank you. you. All right, you. Kathy. You, God you love you, Kathy. Have okay. a great day. Thank you. That opens up a phone line at 877-757-9424, 877-757-9424. If you'd like to call in and share your thoughts with Emily, say goodbye to her. Now is your chance at 877-757-9424, 877-757-9424. Let's go to Angelo. Angelo, good morning to you. Thanks for being on the program today. Good morning, Brother Joe. Good morning. Good morning, CDT team. Good morning, y'all. Um, we are on our way, me and my wife, to work, and we normally pray the rosary, and, and which we will do, um, but we wanted to just uh, take a moment to wish uh, Emily well and may God abundantly bless her. Um, the, it's been, it's been uh, such an inspiration for me and gives me hope for our young, uh, our young kids uh, to see Adrian, Emily. I can't say you, Joe, because I know you're a little <laughs> bit older. <laughs> but um, no, it, it, it's it's just uh, it's it's inspiring, and and I know my girls uh, can r- reflect on that too because they like hearing Emily and Adrian in the morning when they they hear me uh, getting ready for work and they hear the show on. So. May God bless you, Emily. Uh, you will be greatly missed. Your shoes will be difficult to be filled, but um, God bless you in the Windy City, and we will miss you, Emily. Thank you so much. That's beautiful. Thank you. Well, God love you, Angelo. Uh, safe travels to you and your spouse and your family today on whatever it is you have to do today. We're very grateful for you calling in today. Thank you. God, God bless you all. God bless you, and Thank have a great you. weekend. All right, the phone lines are open if you want to call in to be a part of our show and say goodbye. We have about, uh, I don't know, 15 minutes left on the clock before we have to actually sign off at 877-757-9424, 877-757-9424. I've seen this comment from a diff- couple of different people, actually, especially on the YouTube side. Mike K. says, I've only been listening to the show for two weeks, and I want you to know how much a part of my mornings you have all become. Emily, we will miss you, but I know you are off to do amazing things. Praise be to God. Um, uh, Mr. Thomas wants to know, Emily, can you say something about the famous Chicago food, please? Texas has tacos and burritos. What does Chicago have? Uh, the Yes, the perennial question. So in Chicago, of course, we're known for our deep dish pizza. And I'm so sorry to our East Coast listeners, but you got to have a thicker pizza. Like, <laughs> the New York slice Amen. is just a little too Preach thin. It. Preach it, sister. Like, Preach you got to put some it. meat on it, you Amen. know? Bring it. Bring uh, it. I like my pizza looking, yes. that looks like a casserole. Yes. <laughs> you know, have you ever been? You've been to Rome. I have, yeah. The Romans mm-hmm. have no idea how to make pizza. It looks completely different. <laughs> Cardboard with random things on top. The- <laughs> like, who is in charge here? The Greeks. Now, the Greeks... The Greeks can make a good pizza. Really? Oh, yeah. Wow. Greeks know how to make pizza. The Romans have no business. As Pope of the church, my first order of business, I would ban all pizzas in the city of Rome immediately. You're crazy. Nope. I would. I love pizza too much. Are yeah. you kidding? I would mandate you pizza like, in every like, country in the world. You like plywood with cheese on top. That's fine. I will eat Little Caesars. I don't care. Oh. 
Uh, Lori said, thank you for your inspiration. We will miss you, but I'm sure that Joe and Adrian will check in on you and we will follow you on YouTube. Yeah, well, me and Emily are friends, so... Hopefully, me and Emily will stay in touch when she's in Chicago. We've been uh, friends for a few years now, so there's yeah. several new commenters here as well. A lot. I, I we have how. over sixty listeners today, so we have at least like ten new new uh, new listeners. I oh. want to mention David L from uh, this is he's from New Hampshire. He says, "Good morning, CDT. CDT. I cannot speak today. CDT team. I only found this show a few months ago, and I already miss Emily. <laughs> God bless <laughs> and Godspeed to you, uh, Alex Malone." Not Emily. No, <laughs> you'll do great, Emily. And vaya con Dios. Thanks. I think I know Alex. I think I've met him before. Yes, you have. Alex <laughs> is a again. friend of mine. Uh, he was when he was in Houston. He's called in a few times for different things. Yeah. But he was um, at Annunciation Church where we were. So oh, yeah, he served. He's, he's always me. all over the place. Mm-hmm. He's calling yeah, so he's from all over the place. Every different state. Monica says, "Good morning, everyone. Emily, wishing you the best in your next endeavor. May God bless you with happiness, health, and keep your Catholic faith fire burning." We will miss you. Amen. Thank Francesco you. Martinez says, God bless you, Emily, as you continue to discern your particular vocation. And thank you for being great role model for my children and especially my daughter. We truly enjoy our morning drive time. Thank Amen. you so much. Tien Dale. That's a new commenter. Yes. Uh, God bless you, Emily. Praise be to God. We, well, let's, uh, we, should, we should celebrate our new commenters. Amen. Yes. Praise be to God. God love you. Thank you for that. Amen. Thank you for commenting. We, we love our first-time commenters. If you've never commented before, we like to lavish a little love on you for doing that. So thank you. I see Lori Powell on Facebook, or on YouTube, rather. What is good? Is Facebook crashed? Lori only joins YouTube when Facebook crashes. She says, thank you for your inspiration. We will miss you. But I'm sure that Joe... Oh, you read that one already. My bad. My bad. Uh, what else? Let's see. Who else is on here? Um, I know Don... Don Paddock, he also wished you well. So did Gloria and, uh, and Melanie. Praise be to God. Glo- uh, Melanie says, God bless you, Emily. You and Adrian give us hope. You are so refreshing. Um, a lot of people really loved Kathy's prayer. Praise be to God. Don says, by the way, Emily, uh, on your right, what is the Catholic lunch break? I agree. What in the world are we doing there on frame? <laughs> uh, with, the, with the confusing sign over there. So that's not our show, but that's a different show. Different show, show completely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the Houston show that airs on Monday mornings at noon. Uh, that's Tim Mott, the GM for the Houston station. It broadcasts only in Houston, and that's uh, his show. Patty, before she signed off, uh, she always listens to the Holy Mass in the second half of this hour. She says, Emily, may the road rise up to greet you. May the wind be ever at your back. May the sun shine warm upon your face. May the rain fall soft upon your fields. And until we meet again, may the good Lord hold you in the crook of his hand. Bye now, and God love you. Good, Amen. Good I think that's a traditional Irish prayer, so yeah. thank you. Let's just say it's Patty's instead. It's Patty's <laughs> prayer. Yeah, praise be to God. Uh, should, have you all introduced our in-studio guests already? You did. Uh, but, like, <laughs> let, but like, let them, let we them have say hi. We have quite a crowd today. <laughs> yeah. Go, uh, yeah. So what, what brings you all in today? How about that? Well, it's Emily's last day, so how could I not come? I haven't, <laughs> haven't been able to wake up for the past couple so of days. So you're saying that if we told you that every day is Emily's last day, you'll get up early and come on in and help? Ooh. Well. Guess what? Monday's Emily's last day. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try to come on Monday. <laughs> Praise be to God. 
Yeah, Janelle and I are friends. I'm friends with her sister as well. Yes. They're so beautiful. They're so they're such good souls and really uh, they're great role models as well. I know Janelle is a very faithful Catholic. We've been in a lot of theology classes together. Yes, We've we have. We've been in a few. Yeah, and so I love Janelle. Yes, no, Emily has always been a great role model, so I'm so glad and I'm so sad that she's leaving. <laughs> I know. We I thought just, she said we she's just, so glad she's leaving. No, well, <laughs> you know you can. There's there's joy and then there's sorrow, but there's always this. The joy always triumphs the sorrow. Yeah, always, amen. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, thank you, Janelle. And then I'm also friends with Christopher. We go also go way back. Also been into a lot of theology classes together. Did you get your mic fixed there, Christopher? Um, I think I have. You just got to <laughs> lean into it, is all. Um, yes, I believe I got the mic fixed. It wasn't staying up. Now, if, if for those that don't know, Christopher Chance is usually hanging out with us on Facebook, and he is the hashtag, hashtag king of the world, right? Uh, according to you, most people who know me outside of this would probably call me something different. Yeah, but my opinion is the only one that counts, Chris. So there's that, of course. Well, it's good to have you in the studio. It's good to meet you for the first time. Praise be to God. Um, all right, so we are down to about nine minutes on the clock. Um, Tiendeo says, thanks, I have, listened to you, I have listened to you from the very beginning and truly love you guys. Praise be to God for that. <clears throat> uh, Catholic Handyman, hashtag Catholic Handyman wants to know, uh, Emily, have you found good Chicago-style pizza in Texas? So, I mean, everyone in Chicago has an opinion on what their favorite pizzeria is. Mine, I would say Luminati's. You can't find Luminati. You can get it shipped. But here in Texas, they actually do have Geno's East. Um, they have locations that of the Chicago pizzerias that moved here. But you can also find them, I think, at HEB. They sell a frozen deep dish. Yeah. And uh, whenever I went to, when I was, I was discerning, trying to figure out where I wanted to go, I was in Chicago for a little while to discern with the Canada regular St. John Cantus. And I stayed an extra couple days to go and stay with Emily and her family, and uh, they uh, they took me out for some deep dish pizza. And I have to say, it's mighty good. It's pretty darn good. <laughs> so uh, I have not had a Chicago pizza like that in in Houston, yeah. unfortunately. That was a super fun trip. Uh, Adrian and I went to Mundelein Seminary. We went to Peoria to see Fulton Sheen. Yeah, that was awesome. That was pretty awesome. In 1997, uh, it was. Uh, March of it was the last week in March of '97. I sold my car because I just graduated broadcasting school in Oklahoma. Sold my car, bought a one-way train ticket from Dallas to Boston. I stop in Chicago. I had two goals. I had a layover of several hours, eat deep dish pizza in Chicago, and climb Sears Tower. And I accomplished both of those. You climbed it? Uh, not on the outside. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. I was gonna say, that's kind of, kind of strange. Weird flex, but okay. Even on the inside, I take the elevator. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I did that. That's what I meant. That's what I meant. I meant I took the elevator, but whatever. Okay. 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 Oh, uh, Mr. Thomas yeah. says Christopher's voice sounds like Elvis. Oh, wow. Did you see that, Christopher? Can you sing for us, Christopher? Do you, do you know any Elvis tunes? Um, maybe after the show's over uh, the, show, the show ended a while ago now i mean it's just alan us. does it's just us by the way alan mallory's hanging Hello, out alan. in the back as well another friend uh alan mallory's played on the game show uh before he is uh incredible a supporter of catholic radio good to see you again alan over there hanging out he wanted to come in and say goodbye to miss emily as well so about six minutes on the clock if anybody would like to make a last minute phone call to say their final goodbyes 
Well, now's the time to do that at 877-757-9424-877-757-9424-877-757-9424. Kelly Kuhn uh, Schinniger. That's got to be a new commenter. Is that Definitely. A new commenter? Definitely. May God bless Emily. She is a bright spot on the show. The Catholic Church's future is filled with hope because of people like Emily. Amen. Praise be to God. Apparently, it'll all, it'll all be darkness from here on out, Adrian. Well, that's I, I, I'm not sure what that says about you and I, Joe, but, you know. Uh, let's see. There is someone calling in. Uh, Deborah, good morning to you. Thanks for being on our program. Yes, uh, this oh. is Bob and Debbie Bommel in Castorville, Texas. Hey, Bob and Debbie, thanks and for calling in today. Yeah, we have a name for you three guys. Okay. Uh, Uh-oh, I'm scared. Mi- I'm nervous. Yeah. <laughs> the the mini-me trinity. <laughs> <laughs> and how did we earn this title there, Bob? Well, Joe, Joe, we're going to start with you. Okay. Uh, the bearded one. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> we, we knew you had some genetic connection with Duck Dynasty, but we moved you up a little <laughs> And uh, you kind of favor God the Father. Praise, I'll take and it. Then, Praise uh, God. Yes, and then Adrian, oh, he looks like Jesus, so he fits right in the middle there. And you know, that's high and praise. Our, I'll take it. That's, that's <laughs> the highest praise, I would say. And then Emily, she's uh, she's sweet as a dove, so she's uh, got to be the Holy Spirit. Aww. Oh, <laughs> wow. thank you. <laughs> so, uh, high praise from Casterville. By the way, I, I've been to Casterville many times. Praise be to God. Uh, great place. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, we just uh, we're sneaking into eight o'clock mass, and usually we make eight o'clock mass at eight fifteen. So we're gonna be like two minutes early. <laughs> wow! Wow! They're really gonna probably start volunteering you for some things now, Bob. I mean, <laughs> if you're showing up early, that that means something. Uh, well, God bless you, Bob and uh, Debbie. Yeah. Thank you for hanging out with us today and uh, calling in and wishing Emily well. And uh, that was a lot of fun. God love you. All right, men and me, Trinity, keep going. Amen. <laughs> Have a great day. Praise be to God. All right. All right. Uh, so four minutes left, three minutes left on the clock. If you want to call 877-757-9424 is the number to call. 877-757-9424. Praise be to God. That was fun. The mini-me Trinity. I never heard that before. That's um, hilarious. <laughs> so let's see. Betty says, Emily, if you are ever in sus- I'm going to say that's, what did you call that? I thought it was Scatacoke. Scatacoke, oh, New York. That's hard to say. <laughs> Give me a shout. Uh, if you can pronounce Scatacoke properly, boy, you got some skill. Alejandra said, you, are, you all are so funny. What a great way to make the commute lighter. You're very welcome. We <laughs> try to. We try to. Don't listen to the first hour then, Alejandra, because it's all doom and gloom. <laughs> Not today, though. <laughs> Not today. It was today all, it was fun. All upbeat and bright today. But uh, we cover a lot of difficult topics in the first hour, generally speaking. In the second hour, we try to make it more fun. It's, it's salty, it's sweet, it's serious, it's fun. That's Catholic Drive Time, for sure. Myra says, Myra. Myra says hashtag mini-me trinity. That's hilarious. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> wow, Christopher, they've taken over your job. You're the official <laughs> hashtagger of CDT, and you're sitting here, and they're just everybody's Sleeping doing your on job, the job for man. you, man. Sleeping on the job. <laughs> <laughs> Praise be to God. All right, uh, two minutes left, Emily. 
Final thoughts. Final thoughts. Thank you all so much for this opportunity. Thank you to Guadalupe Radio for allowing me to come on here and just be part of your mission. I just want to say to all of our listeners, thank you as well for your support and your prayers. Stay close to Jesus and Mary. Stay close to the sacraments. And always try to be saints. Always try to be saints. And I think you left one out, though. Uh, You should check your notes. I think it says, and get up at 3 a.m. Monday through Friday. Yes, keep doing that. Yep. Yeah, yeah. You're definitely going to hold on to that tradition, right? Um, I don't know. You know, we'll see. <laughs> when you say, I don't know, is that because Dominicans sleep in every day now? I'm just curious. Is no, we got, we got up pretty early. Is it, pretty is it only early? Franciscans that get up early? How does that work exactly? <laughs> well, we get up at like five in the morning and then oh, do meditation. It's yes. pretty great. Yeah, and we used to do, um, what's the prayer in the middle of the night? Uh, the Angelus? Uh, no, that it's not Lauds. It's like the one Maddens. 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 Yeah, we used to do that every now and then. We'd get up in the middle of the night and then go back to sleep after praying at like midnight. So, if there was somebody we who wanted to connect with you, follow you, what would be the best way to do that, Emily? Uh, well, I'm I'm kind of going off social media because I don't really want to, <laughs> I just don't want to be a part of it anymore. But you can follow my YouTube, Emily I Alcaraz. I will post videos and reflections every now and then. Um, add me on Facebook, Emily Alcaraz, A L C A R A Z. Um, I've okay. added a couple of you, so be happy to be your friend. All right, praise be to God. That's gonna do it. The very last show that includes Emily Alcaraz as co-host. Thank you, Emily for being a part of our program. We're Thank very you. grateful to you. God love you. you. God well, bless you. is a former novice from the St. John Cantus. I know, I just saw what? that. He says Salermos. Gotta try that. Yeah. All right, uh, so it's been a lot of fun today. Thank you in particular for hanging out with us and saying goodbye to Emily, making that special. That is awesome. We'll have to share with you, I guess there's not enough time to share with you how we will move forward. You'll just have to tune in on Monday to find <laughs> out. Uh, maybe keep us in your prayers. That'd be great. Uh, Nothing has been finalized or determined yet on her replacement, so we'll have to just see how it goes. But Monday brings a new time, a new opportunity, and a new show, and the show must always go on. God love you. God bless you. Have a great weekend. I guess we'll see you back here 6 a.m. Central, 7 Eastern for Catholic Drive Time.